This broadcast of the PJC Media Network seeks to present wholesome, thought-provoking, and entertaining content. However, the views expressed by the hosts of PJC Media are theirs and theirs alone. They do not reflect the views of this network or its affiliates. Please utilize listener discretion. everyone and welcome to the let's talk about it with jenny white show each week we feature different topics concerning issues that sometimes can be difficult to talk about these issues concern children and adults who may be autistic have asperger's or have mental disorders of any kind we will discuss law enforcement and how they interact with these persons now let's start the show Good evening, good evening, and thank you for coming tonight for the Let's Talk About It with Jenny White, and now I want to introduce my help person, (laughs) Mr. Coleman, how are you? Good, Jenny White, how are you today? Okay, I'm good. And I do have, right away, I have a person that might have to say something, and I want her to get it out right now. Good evening, and how are you? Good evening. Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. Did you have have something that you wanted to say right away? No, ma'am. I I wanted to be in the queue just in case. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Well, tonight we're talking about this is a new year. And what are we going to do this year that's different? Is it going to be better or is it going to be Worse. I don't know. What do you guys think? Well, I mean, you know, I think everybody's looking for a good year. You know, now how it turns out will yet to be seen, but uh, you got to start off with positive thoughts. Uh, well, yes, I believe that. Yeah, you got to start off with positive thoughts and, and, and you know, have a plan, have a master plan, and work towards it and and make some things happen. That's okay. I totally know. agree. This this year has got to be better than last year. Yeah, I, think <laughs> I agree with that. A, I think it's important to raise your vibration. I think that uh, sometimes, you know, people operate on a low vibration. Uh you know, they, they wonder why they attract certain things to their life or certain people. Uh, but I think it's the vibration that they uh, operate on. So I think it's, I think there, you know, life has levels to it, and I think there are blessings on every level. So I think um, 
just like a video game. Um, you have to uh, attain a certain uh, level of success and unlock certain things in order to uh, reap those benefits. That's just that's just okay. That's that's something. Um, I wanted to say that the ball has dropped in Times Square. And we began our new year with lots of plans and optimism. I think we all do that. And uh, so it seems to be the perfect time to look back on some of the major trends from last year and see what we've learned and then look into our crystal balls to predict what's in store for us as 2023 and see what it unfolds. So that's kind of good, I guess. You know you'll never see another year that you've left. You'll never see it again. And you might remember something specific uh, that happened, and you'll remember that. But, you know, you'll never see that year again. And that's just like, Every day that we see, we'll see a day in the morning uh, that we've, you know, seen a a day, and uh, we'll never see that day again. So we should make the best that we can do for the many days that we have, because we don't know how many days that we will have. None of us know. And I think we all understand that we have more days behind us that we, than we've got in front of us. Yeah. Well, it's an old talking. I mean, yeah, I mean, you know, I'm sure a 20 or 30-year-old won't feel that way. <laughs> right. But they don't understand. They think they're invincible. Oh, yeah. I think we, we they all. They here every day. These streets. <laughs> Whether you're involved in what they're doing or an innocent bystander, now you don't know. It used to be that you knew that you could walk the streets and things would be fine. You would leave your home and make it back home. Now you don't know if they're going to kill you over a car, over a nickel, over a dime. You just don't know. You know, uh, you can go ahead, Maeve. No, go ahead. I was going <clears> to, <throat> excuse me, I was going to say that you never know where you are because when I came to Michigan and I was doing the same thing in Michigan that I was in Indiana, and what I was doing was I was walking my dog you know, and at night, maybe 12 o'clock, and I would walk the street. You know, I had no fear, no fear when I was in Gary, Indiana, and that's the honest truth. And when I got here, I was doing the same thing. I took my dog, and I started him walking at night, late at night, And one of the ladies 
across the street saw me, and she came up to me and told me, do not come out and walk your dog this late at night because it's dangerous. And after she told me that, I never, ever walked my dog again. I just didn't dog. You didn't, walk, you, didn't walk the, you didn't you didn't walk the dog again or you just didn't walk the dog at midnight. I did not walk the dog at all. That was it for me. She had frightened me. And no, I I didn't walk him in the daytime because I had to go to work. I had things to do during the day. And that was the only time I had my kids in the bed and everything. So before I went to bed, I took the dog out. She said that, you know, I I never did it again. So it's just one of those things. She She knew more about her place than I did. But she had really frightened me. So that's just one thing. I it, But when I was in Gary, I don't care what time it was. And I was not afraid. I don't know why. I, I, I just don't know why I wasn't afraid. I, I just... Well, was it? it sounds like, well, I mean, you know, I don't know. Maybe you were naive. I mean, I don't know. We, a lot of, uh, you know, um, adults or young adults that you that you have to educate on certain um, things that are going on in the community that they may not be aware of because they don't look at the news or they don't really know what's going on in the community. So to them, everything seems fine. You know, sometimes they don't know which places not to go. Um, so maybe you were just at that age and, you know, and that development in your life where that was where you were at. I mean, you know, I, I think that my kids, you know, um, go through that. I mean, I think I've gone through that where, you know, um, have gone through that where you operate under false pretenses until somebody, you know, pulls you to the side and, you know, and, and hopefully, you know, by the grace of God, he protects you, you know, during that period of naivety. You well, know, and then you realize in those days, people didn't do what they do now. You're, and you were familiar with your neighborhood. You were raised in that neighborhood. People knew your family. They knew you. And coming here, it was a different atmosphere. Nobody in your new neighborhood knew who you were. You know, I don't didn't know, know if family. that was it because uh, uh, when I went to uh, unlock my door one night I was going in couldn't get in and I had to turn around and walk to my brother's house and it was maybe 12 or 1 o'clock because he was in the bed when I got to his house 
but it I don't know why. And I had a a job um in a restaurant and I got off late, you know, by twelve o'clock and I was walking home. I had no fear. I don't know why. I just didn't. But well, I Well God protected you. Yes he well, did. Yes know. he did. And he protects me in here too. <laughs> but I bet you I won't do that again. <laughs> I bet you I won't do I wouldn't do that in Gary anymore. No. Mm-mm. Oh, no. I mean, I would hope not. Now it's not the Gary is not the place, you know. And and like Dorothy was saying, you know, there are a lot of predators out there, you know, that are looking for opportunities to That's do true. bad things to That's people. That's true. You but know, like and you some said, people. Put, but like you said, God just he, you know, he looked over me. He did. Yeah, he, he did. Really did. He, he did, but you know, you you have to um you have to protect yourself. You know, you have to protect yourself there. You know, I think it's a spiritual warfare going on. And I think that, you know, beyond you know, I think there are things going on that we don't see with our eyes. And so, mm-hmm. you know, but look at and you hear all these bad stories about what's going on. And, you know, like they say, by the grace of God, you know, there go I. I mean, I know I've been in places where I've avoided accidents. I've, you know, driven down the freeway once and looked behind me and saw a car go across two, three, four lanes and cause a big accident. You know, and had all the traffic behind me backed up. You know, oh, I mean, I wow. looked at the That's a blessing. You know, I I was driving down uh, out of drive once, and you know, um, making the curve, and the car that was coming the other way seemed to be coming straight at me. So I looked at the tires, and I saw the tires crossing the line, and so I, you know pulled over to the side a little so that, you know, to avoid the head-on collision, if there had been a car riding next to me, I would have hit him. Because, you know, I just instinctively, you know, started drifting to the right to get out the way, and they ran right into the car behind me head-on. Wow. So, I mean, you know, you know, either something has already happened, just happened, or was about to happen. So, you know, I think that, you know, we have to have a spiritual connectedness and uh, common sense to just, you know, do the best that we can to protect ourselves. And, you know, that's all you can do is just do the best you can. And then sometimes yeah. that's not enough. Yeah, well, I stopped running around in the dark <laughs> if I can help it. <laughs> since since when? Yesterday? That. Huh? <laughs> I say since when? Yesterday? 
Oh, come on. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. I'm going to ask my other guest because she knows whether I I ride around in dark. Hello, Miss Lucy. And how are you? I'm fine. How are you? How are you? My favorite co-host. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Happy New Year, all of that good stuff. Yeah. I had an experience. Hi, Lucy. I I wanted wanted to share with you, and I'm I'm still trying to work through it. Um, I live in a senior citizen's place, and um, I've been here about five, going on six years. But I had a real experience. Um, yesterday, the man, the uh, man who lived next to me, and you know he's relatively new to the building. I, I don't think he's been here a year, I, you know. But anyway, um, people started saying they smell something. Okay, and so uh, you know I stay in my apartment. I'm always running as a kid. As I go out, I got my mask on. I go out the door. You know, I laugh and talk with people and stuff. But anyway, they kept saying something is wrong here. I remember the delivery man came uh, about two days ago, and he was delivering a package down at the um, down the hall. He said, "Oh, something smells really bad here." And you know, I thought, well, you know, go on, you know. But anyway, come to find out that um, they went into the apartment where the man stayed, and they couldn't find anything, but there was an odor there, okay? And there was sound like somebody, you know, they were complaining and stuff, and they couldn't find it, you know, all of this. So finally they went in again, and so they found the man. He had, been, he had fallen between the wall and his bed. And I guess he wasn't a, 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 a big man, but you know, he had fallen between the wall and his bed. And come to find out, they had to, and uh, they didn't find it until they, Started looking around. Okay, can can you hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Can you hear? Me? Yeah. Okay. Come to find out, he had fallen. That's where he had fallen. And um, the coroner says that he's been there almost two weeks. Wow. And nobody. And so, I, and he's right next next door to me. You know, I think I've seen him one time. Um, but I said, my goodness, what is this? I said, Lord, what are you trying to tell me now? You know, I take it that way, you know, and uh, I was wondering, I said, well, has he has had the, 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 the my thing was, has the magic started coming up over there? And all of this, you know, next to the apartment and all this. And so I was talking with the manager and he said, well, no. he said, you couldn't find him, you know. And um, so the coroner came, they got him yesterday. And uh, they said he had been dead about two weeks, a little over two weeks. Wow. And, uh, yeah, and I said, Lord, what is it? It's the loneliness. A senior citizen can be a lonely place, you know. Like I stay in, you know, basically stay in my apartment. When I go out laughing, and talk to this person, sometimes I go down to the meeting, you know. They have a lot of things going on here. and uh, But, you know, I just, you know, pretty much stay to myself because I'm running with my grandkids and doing this and that and trying to do other things. But I said, Lord, just what is it, you know, Um. What can you learn from this? You know, what can you learn from this? And uh, they said they contacted his people, but you mean nobody's coming to see you at all? You know, and all of this. You know, 
Nobody is um, checking up on you. Uh, Can you hear me? Yes. Yes. Okay, no one is coming to see you and all of that. And, you know, when I come and when I go out the door, you know, I say hi to this person. Now, you know, small talk and things like that. But uh, it was something that the loneliness you can get as a senior citizen. So nobody's yeah. coming to see you and yeah. that, yeah. And so I was just saying, Lord, what is it? You know, what can we, so I was going to suggest that um, just go and knock on people's door, you know, holler at them, you know, to see if, if they're okay, you know. In fact, I was going to put that in the meeting, have someone go around and knock on these doors, you know. And he was a black man, you know, and uh, someone said he just has a wife, but you know how people separate because they want to keep their own social security or to cut it down and all that stuff? Come to find out he's in one place and uh, she's in another, you know. So she had to be contacted and things like that. But, um, That's sad. I said, what, That's what, sad. What is it? Is it is there any children involved? You know, people, is the family involved? Is what, just what is the deal? You should look out for your own. With, with, you know, people, everybody got their own world to live in, you know. I get on my son, and I said, listen, you can at least call to see what's happening here. Well, Mama, why well, I got to call? You're going to call me. <laughs> mm. I said, well, you're supposed to be checking in on me, too, and all this. Well, Mama, you know what? Okay, Mama, you know, they, we take things for granted, okay? But, but I think that, that, I think that was horrible when his wife couldn't, I, I don't know if he could go out or whatever, but her they not say he has a, They say he has a car out there, you know, but you're trying oh, to he had keep his social security full. Okay. He has a car out there, that's what they were saying. I said, I can't remember him, you know, I really, you know. Well, there, maybe she uh, called uh, him. I don't know. I don't know. But if they're uh-huh. separated. But for two weeks, nobody has been over here to see him? Two weeks? Yeah, that's, two I, I don't I don't know what to say if you about call, that. And my brother, if I, he can't reach me, okay, he'll call me before he goes to work. And then he'll call me after he gets home. In fact, I was calling from him, you know, and stuff. And uh, he tells about the weather. He tells about everything's going to happen. How this is gonna do, and this is gonna. I said, you know, you're gonna talk me into bad health, you know, and all this. <laughs> but uh, we we try to keep you know, in contact and all this. He's my baby brother. Act like he's my daddy, you know, all this and <laughs> all this. Well, but, I got um, a son. I have a son like that, and he's gonna call me. <laughs> I don't care. He's going to call me. That means you know. a lot. That does. That mean it, yes, it does. It really does, yeah. and I appreciate that because, you know, yeah. uh, like you were saying, it's a whole people with children that don't do that. I don't yeah. know how it happens, but that's a hurting thing when you get it is. It is. older. Yes, when you get older and nobody wants to be, you know, messing with you. Well, you're the old. they need. Yeah, but don't they know but, that at some point in time, if they live, they're going to be old? If they live, that's true. <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking those times. I mean, what, you know, you I, 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 this is me. I, I'm in a different world. 
because of my age and I would never talk back to my uh, parents. Oh my gosh. No. No. Mm-hmm. No. I remember it's my daddy. Yes, different. I I want wanted to go. My brother was going somewhere, Eugene, and I wanted to go, and Daddy said no, and oh, I clowned. Oh, my gosh, I clowned. And my Daddy (laughs) took his belt off and hit me one time, and he had a little thing on his belt that hit my little finger, (laughs) and I bet you that stopped me from crying. But I wanted to go with my brother. You know, I I was I was kind of um, uh, my dad's baby, so I thought I yes, you is (laughs) yeah. (laughs) But what I'm saying is that I have never talked back to my parents, you know, or anything like that. I don't care. I would shut up. You know, and always said, sir or ma'am, kids don't do that anymore. They don't do That's that anymore. But I'm asking myself, what do I want to do for this year? And what am I willing to put my nose to the grind to accomplish what I want to do with my life, you know, for this year? And I've been really well, uh, praying about this. I just put more of the icing on the cake. What can I do? And, what, and and to be aggressive about what I want to accomplish. One thing I want well, to do is have a vacation. By oh, I thought you were getting ready to yeah. say a baby. I bet, that would be a vacation. <laughs> <laughs> no, one thing I would like to do, uh, just write things down that you want to do. But then don't try to wait, you know, but take every day and accomplish something that you want to do. Accomplish something that now, you want to work a, on, that you want to, that's yeah. a part of your life. Yeah. The, tomorrow belongs to the yeah. Lord. Uh, yesterday is gone. When you look down the, for the week, you'll see I have accomplished something um, for me. You have to look at it. That It's not being selfish. It's putting yourself in the hat with everything, you know, until, um, you know, I, I remember my mother uh, she was always helping everybody. She's a very smart woman. She loved to do algebra and all this stuff. And so when I retired, I, I think I've said this before, she would just come out and say, Mama, you're not going to come and sit around me. I said, listen, you're going to go and get your degree, your, your, your GED. Mama ain't going to I said, yes, you are. So she went down, she put in, and she went down to take the GED test and all of this. And uh, she took it. And there was two areas that she needed to work, work with. That was science and math. And Mom was good at um, algebra. She loved algebra, you know. And so, what, so anyway, she had to go to school. So here she is. My brother got mad. Why are you put her out there? She should be. I said, no, she has to do something for herself, you know. She helped everybody else, you know, get their degree or whatever. So she went on. And she would go into the class, and she said some of the kids was talking about uh, – this class smells like mothballs. I said, Mama, you done ruined their high <laughs> mothballs. She believed in mothballs. And then by her doing her work and stuff, and they would tell her, uh, Kathleen, how you do this? Kathleen, everybody wanted to, then she became the class clown, 
you know, and all of this. But the teacher always says she's very neat with her work. But anyway, to make a long story short, she graduated. It was around the time when uh, during, um, what's his name? Oh, here we go. Well, anyway, she did graduate, and she was 74 going on 75 when she graduated and got her degree. So my mom just sent me my degree. I thought, uh-uh, you're going to march across the stage at the call. And uh, when they called her name, you know, everybody just stood up and cheered for her, 75 years old, and getting her GED. And she looked at me and she said, Lucy, I wouldn't have had this if you had not made me get up and do for myself. She said that. Do for yourself. Put yourself in the hat. Are you helping? Put yourself in the hat. So when you, your time is, uh, you're called on to a higher calling, you don't feel all the regret because you've done something that's meaningful for yourself. And she's always been, um, you know, as far as missionary work at church, she started buying soap powder. You know, big boxes of trend soap powder. She'd make five by five or six or seven of them and take them to church with her and hand them out to the young mothers. Here, y'all need some soap powder. Cause the, <laughs> and they were grabbing up, too. They were really, you know, that was her missionary work that she liked to do. And she was noted for that. She was noted for knowing the Bible and helping to teach in the Sunday school, you know, and at least give her her two cents. And when we had vacation Bible school, she always won first prize. You had to memorize all of that. The one who has the most, you know, a lot of the kids, we had trying to beat, we're going to beat um, Mother Payne. We're going to beat her this time. She always got the top prize. Always got the top prize. And she liked that, you know, from her exposure. But do something that you feel good about. And that was before, you know, COVID made us have to put her in the, um, in the nursing home. But she was still doing something. My brother always kept up with her and stuff. But, um you know, before you, you know, you do it while you can, while you have some yeah. type of strength about yourself. That's, yeah. that's my encouragement for this year. And make every day count. Make every day that God gives you, make it count. I don't well, know why, you know, nobody has called this man within two weeks that they didn't know, you know, his wife didn't know if she couldn't reach him. At least come over here and see, you know. But you, yeah. you never know how people are, you know. But make every day that you God has given you count. Don't look for it. I'll put it off tomorrow what I can do today. No, make the day count. And I've been praying that prayer. Make the day count. Do something for that's meaningful. You have to write it down on the calendar, what you did to make your life more meaningful for today. It's not being selfish. It's including yourself in the hat. That's what it is. And, um, I mean, it's really, um, it's really been an eye-opener for me. Two weeks he laid over there. Nobody called. Nobody called. Nobody wondered, how can you reach him? You know, let me go over here and see. Yeah. Nobody. Yeah. That's something. It is. It's, it's really something. Now, was his wife in, in one of those places? She was in another senior citizen's complex. Okay. You, know how people, you know how people try to, they're going to join your social security together when you marry. Well, you know, you, you, so they, in order to, Keep the money, more of the money coming. She was in another senior citizen's complex someplace but else, and he was over here. She's got to be in one place, and he has to be in the other. I, I don't see that. They're trying to keep. They're trying to keep their social security separate. It costs us more, you know. And couples do do that. Sometimes they get married, and then they're going to get a divorce. 
But you know what? Speaking of that, they they have uh, messed up a whole lot of families because years ago, if you were married and you had to go and get, you know, they didn't want you to have a husband. No, you had no. What they would make you do is uh, this one woman told me she said what they would make you do is uh, go down to. you know, a family court and file for a separation, legal separation. And then and they would come that. to the house. Yeah, so That's it broke horrible. up a lot of families. That's yeah. horrible. This is what's happening. It that is. is They've done an awful lot to destroy the black family structure. But, yeah, because um, didn't they look through your closets and things? Yes, they would come That's in and, you know, it's coming. they call them night riders and all that stuff. All of this. They did an awful lot. Then they came that to the conclusion you cannot legislate you cannot legislate morality. You can't put it on the books. You cannot legislate morality. That was a big issue. Well what are you going to do for yourself? I was thinking about the parable of the talents. He gave one two talents, one one five talents, one two talents, and one one talent. What are you going to do with it? When he comes back, what do you have to show? For yeah. your time here. Yeah. Well, you, you're trying to earn salvation. We have it. But, you know, how have you, you know, taken what you have and made it really a plus in life? And I look at that. And I was thinking about that today. And, you know, it still, it still is on my mind. Two weeks and nobody called to see about him, his wife, his friend, his child, nobody at all. And that's something when you think about Did it. he have children or he did he rent- know? We don't know. We don't know. You don't know all the things, you know. Okay. I know they're supposed to, in 48 hours, they're supposed to send a special crew to clean out that entire apartment. But they can't, it's a whole lot of legality to it. Because I was talking with the, one of the managers, and he was saying because we we can't bother his personal beloved, they have a certain amount of time to get it out of here. If at a certain time they don't, then we can do something. But uh, they got to pull up the rugs and things like that and clean it. That's within 48 hours. But he was talking about that. But what are you That's going to do sad. for yourself? That's sad. It is, it is sad, yeah. For him to die alone. Yeah. yeah. But nobody, it's sad that nobody came tried to contact him within two weeks. If you can't reach somebody, you need to come and see what's happening. I know I, I can well, say a lot, but my brother, if, I, if he can't raise, if he don't call, he's going after work. He's going to come up here and see what's happening here. He will come up, but he but was that overprotective. His wife could have been in an assisted living with Alzheimer's. No, she's not. She's not. They contacted her. They, no. So we have but to put a, a say, thing on our. You said that he did have a car. Yeah, he's so yeah, I'm, he he I'm sure he could. But if you call somebody and you can't reach them, yeah, you can't reach them. It was something to say. Let, well, what, have somebody come, you know, have somebody to call and uh, see what's happening. Call and see if you check on him or something like that. I did that to one of my sons who just recently moved. I couldn't get him up to answer the door, answer nothing. I called the main office and I told him. I said, yeah, I said, I wonder if he was was, was he feeling okay. So they sent somebody from their office to go up there to wake him up, to bang on his door. He said, oh, Mama, I didn't know you was out here. 
I'm ringing the doorbell. He said, I can't get in. I'm ringing his phone. He's asleep. You know, I, I did that. I called. Get up out the bed and come and see what I want, you know. But I had to come go to the office where he moved to. Well, the only thing I can say is that the only thing that I can say, and I I don't know for sure, but nowadays kids don't care. They don't. don't. So that's the only thing I can say. Uh, You know, and that's bad because, you know, if your parent is old enough, you know, you need to just check it. Well, do you know, need a loaf of bread? You know what I'm saying? Is there something yeah. I can do for you? You know, because they don't know how they're going to wind up. They're not thinking of that. You're not. They're no, not I know. It might be they're a think- uh, case he might, he or she could get into a situation. You know what I'm saying? And yeah. You know, hey, you didn't help mama, but I, I'm sure yeah. mother wouldn't do that. Mother wouldn't do that. I don't think so. But I don't know, yeah, you know, nowadays people are just, well, I don't know. Just a whole. But even if you, I look at his wife is calling. She can't reach him. You can call the all main office. Or call, have somebody go and check on him. Now, I was going to suggest that we do knock on each other's door. Like this one lady down the hall, we've been watching her because she has some surgery and stuff. You know, so we watch her out and, you know, watch for her and uh, go back and forth with her, you know. And uh, she just, you know, to let her know that she's important here. We have one woman that's been here 30 years. And when she goes, she pushes her heart around and she puts the, name, the, the, note, the notes on the door. She does that. She's up down in the, over here in the hall. Go over here. She keeps herself busy, you know. But she's been here 30, I think, 30 years. Well, you, you know. know you interact with people. Yeah. But that's a yeah. whole different, you know. I, I don't know. Yeah. You know, it's it's so much stuff that's going on. You know, you see people walk up at the, uh, somebody is getting gas and, Somebody with a gun will walk up to him and shoot yeah. him. That's what true. kind of mess is that? That's true. That is so true. God. So you, you know, like you go, you got to try to go early to get your gas. As an older person, and what brother? I was like, yeah, you going to go out today? No, I'm not going to go nowhere. I won't tell her. Because I've been out someplace already. You know, the weather is this and this, and he tells me this about that. And, over here, you got to watch this out here. It's a little sick out here. <laughs> I said, okay, now watch it. Well, I've been that's out there, good. You know, that's good. You got somebody yeah, to look at. Yeah, yeah. I know well, one thing I did. I stopped running to the corner, you know, stand where you get the gas. Because after church one evening, and it was dark, and you know, my folks is talking about me because <laughs> I'd pull up there, you know, and it was dark, and I saw a couple of guys sitting down mm-hmm. on the the curb. And I, I sat there in the car for a second trying to figure out 
whether I should get my gas or go head on home. And I finally stayed in my car and I went home. (laughs) And that was the night that I said, I'm not going to do this again. I'm going to Sam. And that's where I get my gas from. And I try to get there early. Yeah. They had a 62-year-old woman who came out of her house, went to get in her car, and two guys actually carjacked her. They went to the gas station to gas up her car because she didn't have any gas. So they had them on camera, and they caught them like two blocks. She had called the police. They caught the two young men two blocks from the gas station, and one of them had a tether on. Yeah, I heard uh, that on the news today. <laughs> he had a tether on. Yes. <laughs> the cops was have been he looking from at him. How can he get out yeah, he there with that thing on, though? Because it's supposed to give some kind of message. Yeah. He didn't care. He just ain't going to do right. <laughs> well, right. You know, That's the bottom line. It's a different yeah. world. It's a different world. Well, we're we're at the age of the godless, selfish children. Yeah, you know, then whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Whose fault is that? Their parents. They keep talking it's the black woman's fault because she's out there working hard, trying to keep the lights and gas on, and instead of being home with their kids, and we're losing our, you know, we're losing yeah. our families. Everything is the black woman's fault. I'm going to sit in here. The black woman's fault. Because you're becoming more like men. You're not being uh, celebrated for your femininity. And you're trying to go out there and make a living so you can keep the lights and gas on, you know. And I heard it about a thousand times. Somebody got to pay the bill. It's cold in here, you know. But... Uh, you have, to, in the you have to work it out. You have to work it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do I want to comment? And take each day as important. Each day is very important for you. Every single day is important. You're right. You're so right. You look back and you feel and good about life. And especially if you yeah. have children. And yeah. I thank God that my, my kids yeah. are not in jail. And you know they're not in hospitals, and so I'm I'm just blessed. That's all I have to say. I know when I go out, you know, I was at the gas station this one time, and uh, <laughs> I was trying to put some gas in the car, and so she said, "You can't use your your car your your card plus some cash." I said, "How come you can't do that?" So I was trying to figure how much I was going to get, how much I was going to put in the car. I said, well, I want three or four gallons. So I'm trying to figure and figure. And the people were standing behind me, this man hollered, ma'am, put $35 worth of gas in this woman's car. <laughs> I'll never forget that. I said, 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 boy, do I look that bad? <laughs> but he put $35 in my car. 
I guess because I was trying to figure how much I would have to tax. Yeah. But I would always, when I was going uh, on trips and things, I would always, if someone, you know, even if I would do it here sometimes, if somebody getting up there with nickels and pennies talking about they want some gas, you know, so Uh after they would leave and I would tell the person, you know, take this 10 or take this, you know, 20 or something and yeah. put it in their cap. Some of them, I know, you know I was a bit, I was, yeah. but it would, it, you know, yeah, I didn't they, want them to know that I had done it. But one of the guys, you know, told him that I had done that. And, you know, he did say thank you, you know, because I didn't have any. But, you know, I, I like doing up, that. Yeah. I like, I yeah, like I doing too. that. And you know that's what is it going to hurt you? Yeah, I was in the store with. I was in the not the store, um, big boy, with my great grandchild, and we had ate, and I was just (laughs) waiting for the lady to you know to bring the uh, the bill, and I'm just waiting because you know they don't wait until you're gone. And I'm saying, well, what is taking her so long? So finally, the lady came, and she said, I didn't bring your bill because this lady paid for your meal. Uh-huh. I said, oh, they'll okay, where yeah. is she? She said, she's gone. She told yeah, me not to that. go until, you know, until I left. And, you know, I I like that. I like yeah. that, and I do that sometimes. It's not going yeah. to hurt. It's not going to, to hurt. Out. I thought that was, I'm saying, huh? This lady paid for my meal. Now, yeah. I have paid for people's meals. You know, I have paid for gas. I mean, it's just something mm-hmm. that I want to do. It doesn't hurt, you know, but it's it's all right. And I do, and I keep moving. But, That's you true. know, it's it's okay. It's okay. Right. To help somebody. You got a lot of people was, out here. Yeah. That's true. This white man had approached me at the gas station. A lot of us at the gas station. I just got out. And I was holding my money, and I was putting my gas in the car, and he was just, he was, he said, he said man. Um, uh, ma'am, let me tell you, you know, was, I think I had about a $20 bill or something in my hand. Ma'am, um, he wanted, I say, here. And he went, he said, well, thank you. <laughs> you know, and um, this lady, at, when I was at in Hazel Park, with the Kroger, you know, trying to buy some gas, she was saying she just needed a little gas. I said, okay, then go on and get it filled up. I'll take care of you, you know. And she filled up, she said, you'll fill it up. I said, yeah, go on and take it, fill it up, you know. And she filled up her car. You know, she's an older woman. She filled up her car. There's like, I'll pay for hers as well as mine. And she said, thanks so much. You know, you never know. People need, you know, we have to reach out That's to each true. other. That's true. But it helps and this, you, like you too. Say, yeah. It helps That's true. you. You know. Well, y'all so, can come put yeah. gas in, in my car. <laughs> that I don't, you don't have. have a car. <laughs> <laughs> 
would have to pay for your meal. But make sure you put yourself in that and make every day that you, the Lord gives you, make it count. You have make to. It count. You really do. Mm-hmm. Right. And God will pay for I have paid uh, for people in the drive-through that were behind me, and, and, and the like you said, at the drive-through, oh, yeah, I tell them, do, yeah. uh, <laughs> ask them what's the total of the person behind me, and then they'll tell me, and I would tell them, okay, we'll add that on to my bill, and to tell them if it's not to do it for the person behind them. Yeah, but that's and that's different. Yeah, yeah. I've seen people. Yeah. Young ladies that had kids waiting out in the car, and she was at the gas station, and she was counting, like Virginia said, counting out nickels and dimes, and I told the man, put $20 in her car. And she was still standing Uh there, and she turned around, and she said, for real? I said, yeah, for real. I said, Mm -hmm. I have Uh struggled. Just like you're struggling today, I have struggled, and I wish somebody would have done it for me. Yeah. And she asked me, she said, well, can I hug yeah. you? And I told her that, I said, baby, that's not necessary. And she said, well, I'm going to hug you anyway. <laughs> and she went out there, and when I came out, she was on the car crying and putting the gas in the car. And I walked up oh, to yeah. her, I said, why are you crying? And she said, because nobody's ever done anything for me. You're the first person in my life. And she said, I am 25 years old, and I have two children, and nobody has ever done anything. She said, and that includes my parents. Oh, yeah. She said, I get my check on such and such date. Can I give you your money back? I told her, no, buy the kids something with that money. The money you were going to give me, buy something for your children. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's hard out here now. And it's, it's very about hard. to get harder. Mm-hmm. That's true. Because things are, you know, tightening up, so, you know, and all of this. and um, With the COVID-19? COVID, whatever. We, we don't even know what it is. It's not right. anymore. Uh, uh, go away. <laughs> uh-huh. No, because just this week I had someone call me and ask me for $40 for food. Call you and I gave food. it to him. Called me and asked me, "Can I get forty dollars for some food?" And I said, "You sure can." And went to the grocery store and came back. And she said, "Well, I only <laughs> I only spent thirty seven, so here's your change." And she had the bag. She opened up the car door. You saw the bag sitting on the car uh, seat. Uh-huh. And I told her, I said, oh, that's not necessary. I said, if you didn't spend it on groceries, you didn't spend it on groceries. And she said, but I was just so hungry, she said, and I, I didn't know what to do. And she said, but I, I know I know you, and if you had it, I had it. That means so I said, the Lord, the Lord tells you, feed my people. He said uh, thousands of people. I was hungry, and you fed me. <laughs> That's what I remember. Huh? I was naked, and you clothed me. Yeah. So to help is. to me, if you got it, you got it. That's true. It means a lot, yeah. 
So we know what we've done in the past in 2022. Now that it's 2023, uh, what is it? Uh, I forgot what you used to do (laughs) because I don't do anything anymore. You're supposed to sit down and say what you're going to do this year and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, your resolutions and things. Whatever. Yeah. But you got to put the nose to the grind. <laughs> I haven't done you that have in years. Yeah. Because when I did say I was going to do this, that, and the other, I still didn't do Everything it. gets in the way. <laughs> Everything gets in the way. You have to yeah. focus. The whole thing is focusing on something. Focus. Make sure you do something. I was asking my niece, how do you write? She said, listen, if you just going to write one word, write the next day write this and write she was telling me how to focus on my writing focus on it lucy focus on it you know auntie she called me that but you focus on it so how you write all the books she, you have to focus on it make sure that this is going to be your day for writing well you know what yeah, she, i need to talk yeah. to her because i need to do something <laughs> I but do, there's going I to do. always be things to interrupt you when you're trying to focus on something Focus on it, and it's difficult, you know, because everything yeah. is pulling at you. Well, well my, focus, my focus this week has been uh, I bought a tablet, and I started writing down all the passwords to everything for my children in case something happens to me. They need to know how to get into these accounts. Oh, okay. Oh, that's good, yeah. Okay, and that's very important. Yeah. Trying to remember who is, who is what, and then you have oh, well, I forgot my password, and then you have to create a new password. <laughs> that's been my yeah. thing this week. That's well, put it with somebody you can trust. Yeah, I got a better one because my son is going to be on my <laughs> bank account. That's you yeah. know, so. Yeah, and that was his idea. I didn't even think about that. So Right, you know. we don't think about these things. I only thought about it after my niece got killed and my yeah. her daughter couldn't do anything. She couldn't get the insurance policy. She oh, didn't, wow. She didn't know how to do anything until I told her exactly what to do, who to talk to. And now everything is finally straight. And then I called her. I was sitting here the other day, and I said, well, I wonder if her mother took out credit life on that house because she hadn't even been in there 90 days. So I told her, she Mm -hmm. said, well, I don't know who the real estate company was. I told her, I'll get that information. And I told her, I said, and I'm going to find out her salesperson's information because she would know it. And so she went back and... um, I gave her the information, and she found out this week. Her mother did take out credit life on the house. I told her, now you file file a a claim with them to get that house paid for, and then you sell that sucker because you don't want to be in there. I said, your mother paid $110,000 for that house. They came in there. They cleaned it up. They did what the insurance company did what they needed to do, put that sucker on the the, house. a market. 
I told her you might not get what you what your mother paid for it, but at least you know that that's something that you don't have to deal with uh, somebody breaking in there and taking something or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you gotta you have to do something. Yeah. Right. So my focus now is to make sure that that they know the insurance policies, that they know the the number to the policies, who the company is. You know, it's just getting my stuff Check in order. Find out. Yeah. Yeah. And what can you expect, y'all? Mm-mm. Yep. And first, and it seems like first gloom. Oh, this is nothing but gloom, but it's not. It's a part of life. Right. You know, yeah. That, it's not. That, it's not gloom. It's something that. That's life. Yeah, it's a part of life. Yeah, it's a part of life. Right. I put forth a concerted effort. I paid all my charge cards off. I said, okay, I'm not using them anymore. This is it. I'm not leaving debt on my children. So that's me for the first month of the year. Well, that's good. Yeah. Set set things in order, yeah. Yeah. Yes, it's more than I thought it would be. And you were talking about the gentleman fell between the wall and the bed. Yeah. Um, That happened to me last year, and I was on the floor for over 12 hours. (laughs) And I can understand how he passed. I really can, because you can't get... You can't push that bed out the way. The floor is cold. I don't care what you lay, even if you're on the carpet. That floor is cold, and then you have to go to the bathroom. You can't get any water. You're just there and waiting on somebody else's mercy. My cell phone was laying on the bed, and I had bought the these sheets that tuck so far up under the mattress, and I, I took them suckers off. I'll now never use them again. <laughs> and you just get wrapped up in the towel. We just have to deal with it. Right. <laughs> and it actually took me. To, it actually took me twelve hours to be able to pop that one corner of that sheet off. And I pulled and I pulled and I pulled until that phone dropped down on me. (laughs) Give me your your sheets. (laughs) It it happened that, like. But you got to wrestle with, yeah. When it happened, it was like, like, I'm not giving you them sheets. I know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But it is. it you know it, it's it's sad that he went that way because I understand what he went through. Yeah, sometimes you want to do what he did when he hit the floor, though. You know, you never right. know. You know, and they kept saying the hall, mm. the hall smells. You know, now you know I keep I go in and out. Now I was even talking with them. He said, "Listen." I said, suppose that you know there's maggots over there. That's what the, the, the all on the body. And he said, he said, look, this this apartment is made 
suppose the other apartment next to you catches on fire. These apartments are made so that it will not travel to the next apartment. And he was telling right, me that. Right, they have the time to walk. I learned an awful lot. This day, I was down there in the man's face, you know. But he was telling me how. You now, know, where are your apartments? Beg your pardon? Where are your apartments? I'm in center line. Oh, okay. Yeah, they uh, they're going to take care of you out there. In fact, they can, in fact, the, the the coroner got here quick, you know, in Detroit. <laughs> you know, you they got here waiting. pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, they got here quick. Stayed at the door, made everything, you know, and they took him all out, wrapped it up, made you know decently, you know, and stuff. But they said he's been here almost oh, at least two weeks or so. Boy. Oh, he hadn't been there that long? No, he's been here longer, yeah, but he's been dead at least two weeks. He, you know, oh, he's okay. been there for two weeks. But they, they could tell you what's the reason for the body and all of that. At least two weeks. Yeah. Well, I know one thing. We've learned something today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Hey, I've learned before. Learned stuff about a gas. Yeah. You know how to do your gas, and you know how to, uh, if something stinks, you know somebody dead. It's something. We know how to help others when they need help, you know. Because you, you, so, you can't, you, you, you can't say, yeah, you know, you, you know for yourself, you need help, you know. Yeah. You need the help. You don't forget that. No. No, I've never forgotten. That's why I want to help somebody else. And we have all the equipment that we need to do what we need to do, to help someone well, or whatever. Well, being in situation keeps you humble. It does. Now, that's it one should. thing about it. Yeah, it should. Mm-hmm. That's one thing about it. But I think, uh, I think, you know, this is uh, something that you can learn. You know what I'm saying? If you don't know, and with all this conversation, I truly believe that someone got something out of it. Yeah. And that's a good thing. That's all I have to say. But make sure you put yourself in the hat. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. You know, being humble is true, but be human also. That's true. Yes. So, if anyone else has to say something, Mr. Coleman, well, I think, you know, this is a, well, this is a new year. Yes. And uh, we're looking for prosperity and blessings, you know, for everyone. It's enough to go around. Uh, wishing everyone that this is the best year of their life. Uh, and just uh, figure out, you know, put a goal together. Figure out a project uh, or something. Read the 
an extra book or something, do something different this year. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just uh, make it a good year. Yeah, that's something good. Anybody else have anything they would like to say before we go? I pray that we all stay safe and healthy. That's true. That's definitely true. That's a good thing, yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. What is it, Lucy? 21 days? Oh, yes. Uh, Because if you want to change something, you have to meditate and memorize and keep saying it. And in 21 days, they say about 21 days, you can change your mind about something. You keep working at it. Keep, you know, um, you want, what you want to do is change your mind about something. If you want, you know, to get through to yourself. You have to keep saying it, believing it, saying it like you believe it, like you mean it, over and over. You have to do self-talk. And I mean really harsh self-talk in order to change your mind. You say in about 21 days. It takes about 21 days for you to make that impression in your mind where you'll see something fruitful come out of it. And, you know, that that would, uh, you can, you can change yourself like things happen. Okay, what I'm going to say is, and I, I love, uh, Joel Osteen, and he was talking about his mother, you know, had been told, the doctors told her, well, you know, nothing else that we can do, and we're going to send you home, and you'll die. And now she's 40 years still here. And what I know is that if you keep Saying something, your body will, you know, accommodate you. So what we need to do is, you know, I I, I feel better, I'm going to do better, and, you know, just anything, and your body will do it. I mean, you have to know. You, and it will work. So um, I'm going to put mine on my bathroom mirror. Put it all around, and, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And I'm going to say it. And I, I, I'm believing it. See, you got to believe stuff. You have to believe things because a lot of people don't. Well, I can't do it, you know. Please, please don't say that. At this time so, of life, you can't afford to say I can't. You've got to do it. <laughs> you you got that it. right. You better get up and you, do something. You got to make it. You make it, you know, make but, it work. Uh, oh, yes. So it to, will work. Yeah. And uh, that's you got to put a lot of, lot of yeah, behind it. Not just, you know, be lackadaisical and look for someone else. You have to do it. You have right. to make it work. You have to right. focus on it. Yeah. yeah. I think yeah. the person tells you one thing, and everything 
give thanks for this is the real this is the will of God concerning you. Give thanks yeah. even if, if it's something that you, it's negative. A lot of times it takes the pressure off you. And like, okay, I get up in the morning. So, Lord, I thank you for helping me to live a successful day. I wouldn't expect it what happened yesterday, you know, but to work through that, you know. Yeah. You know, I was teasing my neighbor. I said, here, you left me, you know, all this stuff. But he tells you to give thanks for it. You told no me what what it, it, that it, it, it takes the pressure off, huh? <laughs> No, to be thankful for what happened to you, even the negatives in your life. He said, because this is the problem that turns. That's the motivating force in your life. It becomes a motivator. It's not the good things that happen. It's when the things go bad and you got to work through it. That's where you build that muscle. Yes. And you give thanks before you get up. Lord, I thank you. I'm trusting you to lead and guide me. I might do something crazy, but help me through today. And, you know, I thank you for having given me a successful day. You see it as already done. You have to keep your body. It's already done. A successful yes. day. Yes, yes, yes. It helps yes. to lower your blood pressure, too. <laughs> It'll do, you know, whatever you say. Because when he said no. that to me about the doctors sent her home to die. Yeah, I remember and that. And 40 don't days. 40 years later, she's still here. And the doctor is probably gone. And the doctor that told her that that is probably gone. You you said about right. And they probably wouldn't believe it. 40 years later. You know, hey, I believe it. You know, you have to believe things. God gave us what we need. He gave us it's faith. Not, it's gave not like, faith. well, you know, maybe he didn't give it to me. He, You got everything you, you need. You got to exercise what you have. Exercise. That's right. You got it. You exercise. got it. So, you know, you can mess with it if you want to or don't, you know, either way. It's up to so, you. Yeah, that's, right. that's right. It's up put to something you. In your hand. Yeah. So. Well, I'm going to ask you guys for prayer again for my family. Oh, yeah. One of my little cousins um, was a cheerleader for the Washington State um, football team, and she lived in California. And at the end of the season, she um, drove back from Washington to California and went home, got in the bed, 23 years old, and passed. In her sleep. What? Oh my goodness! Yeah. What did they say? I mean, what? How? How? Did she get hit or something? No, they said it was natural causes. No heart attack, no stroke, nothing. Yes, yes, yes. The only thing I, I hope that she will say. Oh, she, her sister told me that she called her and asked her where she was because it was starting to get dark, and she had left early enough for her to have been home while it was still um, light, and she told her, oh, I'm going to be okay. I've been praying my way all the way home. I'm going to be okay. Okay. 
That's the only thing I so think about true. now when you have all these young yeah. people that are dying. Yeah. The only thing I think is I hope that they are saved. Yeah. You know, because I would hate for somebody to die and go to hell. Oh, my gosh. Anybody that, you know, I hear, I, I wouldn't, well, I just don't want anybody to do it, but I would hate to have anybody that I know that to die and go to hell. That's, that's, that's a bad thing to do. Bad well, see, that's the problem with these young people now. They don't think that they're going to hell when they kill you. Because they know nothing of him. They know nothing about the commandment of thou shalt not kill. Mm-hmm. Because if I they did, you know, I'm sorry. I was teaching that to my grandkids, yeah. So if they and don't I, know I, about God and hell, they're doomed. You got that right. You got that right. And the way they're killing people off, hell is going to be full. They're going to have to build an extension. Oh, girl, shut up. <laughs> it's a, I mean, because it's not only this city. It's, it's not, you know, it's other states sure. that are just as bad as we are. Mm-hmm. Oh. It's like nowhere is safe anymore. Yeah. Well, all we can do is talk about it, tell somebody, you know. Well, you find a way to tell them, yeah, in a, in a certain way, yeah. I know my, my friend, she uh, she's the one that adopted this uh, little girl from uh, Ukraine, and the child is, will be a vegetable like. But you know they're Christian people and stuff. She called crying at, because she, her old, her oh she has children of her own, but her daughter, her oldest daughter, went off to Eaton uh, Moody Bible College in Chicago and stuff, and you know with a religious Christian family, and now she sees her daughter changing. She sees her out there in the world and, and picking up more worldly things. Okay, she wants to drink now. She wants to socialize, and that usually happens to a lot of Christian young people when they get into the world or they go to a Bible college or, you know, they either come back agnostic, atheistic, they, they're, they're ashamed, you know. They don't know how to defend the faith that they believe. And they, you talk about the Bible, you know, the Bible was written by man and all of this stuff. And so she's been calling and asking me to pray for her and things like that and pray for this. And, and I, have, I said, but she's going to, now she wants to be accepted, this one guy she wanted to be with, you know, and that. You know, to be more social-like, you know, and uh, not ready to stand and defend the faith, you know, like we were supposed to, you know. So the mother's been calling and all of this crying and all this. And I say, well, she's got to learn for herself, you know, that um, all the good is out there ain't gold, you know, before. And she says, and then she wants to change you. They want a cell phone, family cell phone. Now she wants her own cell phone. You know, be going to Moody Bible College and you know things like that. She just pulling pulling away more and more and more, and her mother's worried about her. And you know, she says, "Cause I don't want you any of my children to be lost." Something like that. 
Yeah. So she keeps going the through all these changes. Together, the more Satan attacks you. That's true. And she's got to learn to stand and defend her, her life. Yeah. Yeah, that is true. And she's young. She's about 25, you know. But, you know, you want to be accepted. You know, you want to be a part of the group. All of this and stuff. And um, nobody wants to stand alone. You have to learn to it. Nobody's going to stand with you on judgment day. That's true. Not just that. You know, you get to find yourself entangled with a lot of stuff that you normally wouldn't have been, you know. But she's got to develop her own self-confidence about that, too. You can keep them close, but then, you know, when they get out there, you know. It is. It really is something. Well, the Lord will bring her to will bring her to something that's going to bring her back. Yeah, well, I'm praying that we're praying that with our mother, and um, we're just praying that that it will bring her back. You know, but she is having a fit. You know, it is. Thanks so much, Jenny White. Yes. Yes, I think we've had a good evening. And like I said, I'm sure someone has, you know, sought some thinkings, you know. So that's what we try to do. Yeah. Try to do. And what I'd like to say before we go is the biggest mistake we make in our life is thinking that we have time. That's so, true. We never know. So true. We so never true. know. Oh, I got time for this. You don't. You really don't. The blinking of an eye. Hmm. That's true. Now, you know, they said that the, 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 the uh, 40, uh, if you're 50, you're being considered 40, and that's just a, for you to waste more time. But you've got to put your nose to the grind and remain focused. Stop being, you know, remain focused, whatever you want to accomplish. You have to remain focused. Thanks so yep. much. Okay, and thank you, guys. This is, what, the third one. This is my seventh year. Yay! Go ahead. Congratulations. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, I like it. I like it. I like it. So, I just want you guys to have a good year. I really do. I really do. And think about it when something kind of gets you and you get upset. Think about it. Just stop and think about it. And maybe, you know, it'll calm you down. So that's what I'm going to to do. (laughs) So thank you. I appreciate you. And those of you that are listening, I like you too. And I hope that you have been listening. I'm sorry. If you That's are okay. a T-Mobile customer, if you're a T-Mobile customer, watch your bank account. Why? They got hacked, and my bank account has been hit four different times. Oh, Wait a minute. Wow. What'd you say? 
<laughs> Repeat that. It's something else. I said, if you are a T-Mobile customer, watch your bank account. You'll see uh, things on there that you know you didn't do. And I found earlier in the week, before they even announced it, I saw where someone had taken $85 out, $17 out, and in fact, it's more than four times because today I found more. $49 out. Uh, different oh, amounts. because you use your phone. Huh? You use your phone to pay I'm your bill? Yes. Yeah. You pay your bill, you yeah. Yeah, well, I, uh, I was about Bank of America messing up people's uh, bank accounts, too. Uh, and see, my bank account is hooked with Bank of America. That's who I, that's who I am with Bank of America. So I had to check them, too. Mm. And whether they announce it or not, um, Sprint had to be in on it because they jacked me around. I wish you would have told me to calm myself down this week because I have been cussing people out. I'm, and I'm, when I say cuss them out, I mean cussing myself. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Brent told me yeah. he had ordered, ordered a, a phone. I knew I hadn't ordered. Wow. And I asked him, oh. I said, what's the address that you sent it to? Okay. And then she said, we can't give you the address. I said, well, you can't give me the bill. I know. That's right. Huh. Hmm. Okay. So after I threatened them with legal action, then they changed everything back to, to the way it was supposed to be. But uh, dealing with these foreign people um, on the telephone, <laughs> they, <laughs> they don't understand what you're saying until you start cussing. And when you start cussing, <laughs> then they act like they, like, hey, that's the universal about. language, yeah. Right. Well, sometimes they'll put you on hold forever and don't come back, hoping you hang up. <laughs> right, right. Because mm-hmm. one woman I was trying to talk to, I told her, you're absolutely useless. And then after I got off the phone, I was like, hey, you told that woman that her life was useless. <laughs> Wow. And I felt bad. Mm-hmm. Because it wasn't her fault that they did what they did. Yeah. But she kept trying to defend the company. You can't defend them to me. Well, I'm the only thing I can say is why you, why you talking? I'm going to my bank. <laughs> Mm-hmm. To make sure to see what's going on. Right, I check my account every other day because you never know what's going to happen to you. I have been hacked so many times. I had somebody buy a car on my credit card. Oh man! So, yeah, yeah, and then they had the audacity to get mad at me because they call I the. Whoever the person was, they left my phone number instead of, uh, they went to the same dealership that I had bought my car from. 
and they didn't leave a number for the people, and the dealership called me and told me that we told you that your car would be ready at 1 o'clock. It's not going to be ready until later on. And I said, what car? And they said, the car that you purchased this morning. I told him, man, I'm in the bed. What are you talking about? He said, you didn't purchase a car with us this morning? You didn't come in here, a man and a woman? I told him, no, I didn't. I said, Mm -hmm. and get off the phone so I can call the police right now. Mm. And so I called the police out in Troy and told them what was going on, and they told me, okay, uh, do you know what kind of car it is? I told them, you know, I was so angry, I did not find that information out. But this is my information, and this is how you contact me. And he said, okay, we'll be waiting at the dealership when they come to pick the car up and we'll make an arrest then. And please do not show up. And I went, took the afternoon off and went right to the dealership, sat in my car mm-hmm. and waited. And I saw, I saw the man and the woman get out of a car and, um, the guy walked into the dealership, and next thing I knew, 10 minutes later, he was walking out handcuffed, and the woman tried to drive away, and they got her. And then wow. I jumped out and told them, oh, you you throw the damn book at them. And they were like, well, who are you? And I pulled out my license. He said, I thought I told you don't come here. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. And I looked at my bank statement, and they had bought a brand-new car, $22,000, and the car was mm. paid for. They weren't going to even what? have a car note. I said, well, I got a car note. How are you going to give it? <laughs> car? Tell how they, how they... Wow. And a lot of things were happening, you know. Had they not called. Mm-hmm. You know, they say now that you can, uh, I, with a new Gendrich, he started this company where you, he, they showed you how a person can take a, a, a um, uh, you know, um, they can buy your house under you and you don't even know that it's gone. And the, and the house, your right. house will have money on it. And they're doing that. They say you have to have some type of insurance, like a, you know, like LifeLock or something. We right. start, was talking I have about my it house too. on LifeLock. Because it ha- yeah. that happened to me. And the only reason I found out that it happened was because the city sent me a letter, but the the man had put it through, but it didn't, for some reason, it didn't get registered. And they sent the letter here to the house with the address on it. And I said, well, who is this man? And I called the city and I said, I don't know what's going on. I said, but I'm living here in the house. So who is this guy? And they were like, yeah. Well, he came in, and he didn't have all the information that he needed to do the full transfer, and he's coming back. And I told him, I said, but you did en- he did enough for you to put this letter in uh, his name. And uh-huh. he and said, the bank okay. have some, yeah. Yeah, well, the bank will have your car, was, your house, and you didn't know that, yeah. Well, see, there is no mortgage on the house. The uh-huh. house is paid for it. So... Whatever they asked him for, he didn't have it. And they were waiting for him to come back and complete the transaction. And when I opened up the letter, that's what it said. You need to come back down here with um, 
the full quick quick claim deed. We yeah, can't it's a quick claim transaction deed. Until, right, until you come back with the uh, quick claim deed. And I said, I told, him, I, said, I told him, I said, put it through I, and see if you don't see me on TV. And the lady told me, she said, so this is not true? I said, no, it's not. I, I'm living here in the house. The taxes, I said, you, I just paid the tax bill. Mm. So how are you, you without a house? Gonna, right. How am I going to just walk away from the yeah. house and I just gave you all money for the tax bill? And she okay, said, okay, people, I'll put them you in. You got 16 minute, uh, seconds. Love oh, you. Okay. Love you too. Love you too. Okay. Good night. <laughs> night, night. Okay. Have a nice weekend. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Be safe. Bye-bye. Goodbye, Maze. <laughs> I guess he's gone. <laughs> he's gone. <laughs> okay, then. Okay. All right. Bye-bye.